1: Well, welcome back to the second hour of Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are sponsored by azfirearms.com, your nationwide hometown gun shop. And today, we have a fun theme going on. We are calling this show The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. And our guests are here to talk about all three. Coming up, we have John K. Marshall, who's the drill master, talking about some bad policies affecting the future of military training. And we have Tyler Botts coming in to talk about some good alien gear holsters made right here in the United States. But first up, we have held over from last hour Jeff Gersh. Uh, He is the executive director for the Arizona Off-Highway Vehicle Coalition, a division of the Bureau of Land Management, the BLM. Jeff has helped clean up some really ugly trigger trash. You see, that's where we get the ugly. Uh, And a a couple weeks ago, they did a great big cleanup, and now he's going to stick around and tell us about some ugly injuries that his team on the BLM have had to deal with when inexperienced people go out shooting without any training. Jeff, thank you for sticking around, and I had no idea that the BLM were first responders.
2: Uh, Real quick, just to clarify, mm-hmm. Arizona Off-Highway Vehicle Coalition is a nonprofit that partners with both the Forest Service and the BLM to help them manage public lands. Thank we're not you. a division of, but we're, ah, we're partners with.
1: Words are important. Yes, they Thanks are. Thanks for, for fixing that. But yeah, so I had no idea that when people uh, got owies out in the desert that... <laughs> wait, wait, wait what do you call them? Owies. You don't call... Oh, come on. Does this look like an owie to you? No, he brought pictures. It's not good, people. No, uh,
2: what happens is... A BLM ranger will um, be patrolling an area, and the first person um, that an injured person might see would be one of those rangers. And they usually carry uh, a a trauma kit with them. Uh, I'm usually out on Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays. Our law enforcement officers are out all week, but we try to team up on weekends when the majority of the public is out. Mm -hmm. And it is not unusual for us to run across... Uh, a dirt bike accident, a rollover for a rock crawler, a broken leg or injury from falling off a horse, uh, snake bites, uh, scorpion bites, everything you'd see in the desert. Um, But in areas where we have high shooting um, recreations, we run into a lot of people who, well, as I was telling you, Cheryl, we can tell you when a gun show has come (laughs) along on a weekend. We can tell you when the state fair is out based on the people that come out with their new firearms.
1: And and why the fair? The, that one's kind of cute. Tell them why you the know the fair, fair's in
2: town. The large stuffed animals usually come out as <laughs> targets for the shotguns. And so we have stuffing blowing all over the desert. Oh my! But
1: goodness. as far
2: as the new target shooters, it, it's something that we would highly recommend, very much like we do with off-highway vehicles, when you buy a new dirt bike, ATV, or UTV, you get a certificate for free training mm. from the manufacturer for those machines so you don't hurt yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, the most common injuries for new target shooters are the dislocated or broken thumb because they're used to firing or have seen people shoot single action or, or, or revolver styles. They put their finger thumb up behind the slide. Mm. And lose uh, the thumb or, you know, do a really good job at dislocating it. Oh, um, a high-powered rifle, which is uh, very popular, uh, the Mosin-Nagats, the sniper rifles. Mm-hmm. Um, they'll snuggle up to the scope oh, and gosh. either crush the orbit around their eye, or they'll take a, a divot out of their forehead or cheek that you could make a sandwich out of.
1: So just for new, people new to the shooting sports... So with a rifle, the moyza that you're talking about, yep. you would normally put the butt of the rifle on your shoulder. Yes. And then that would protect it from the, the recoil slamming at the scope into yes. your face, crushing mm. your orbital bone around your eye. And
2: most uh, scopes, have you have to have a distance between your eye and the, the aperture so that you can actually see through it. The closer you are, the harder it is. It just doesn't work. So aye, you have to aye. leave that gap. But if you've never used one, mm-hmm. first thing you're going to do is stick your eye right up against it like you would a telescope. Right. And oh. it's also the sim- sim- very similar for I bought a brand new Barrett 50 Cal. I bought something that's in the 338 Lapua. Something with a nice long range ones. All of them have the in- injuries with the scopes. Uh, another common injury is slide bite, where the slide comes back and catches the top of your
1: yeah, I've done thumb, that yes. more often than um, I'm, I we should also be admitting.
2: Ha- we also have, I bought myself a new uh, semi-automatic. I have no idea that the first round puts a round in the chamber, and even if I take the magazine out, <gasps> there's still a round in the chamber. Uh-huh. I'll stick it back in my holster, and then I will draw it out to show my friend, <sighs> but when I pull it out, I keep my finger in the trigger guard. Never. And you either shoot the side of your leg, your cedar, your foot, or come close to shooting somebody that's with you.
3: What about, oh what about Tannerite? Have you had any problems with that?
2: Yes, um, on BLM land, um, it is banned. There's no explosives any kind, even the reactive style. Um, we're getting a lot of people doing unusual things with the Tannerite, uh, gasoline and Tannerite in like say old dishwashers.
1: Yeah, and see that's the frustrating thing for those of us that practice gun safety. There is nothing wrong with Tannerite if you use it the way that it is prescribed. Right, you're right? not supposed to put it in Follow a truck. The directions. not
3: supposed to put it in a refrigerator.
1: Right, don't put it in a container of gasoline and fire at it. That's where we have the problems.
2: One, a very good uh, story for this one is we ran into, uh, we were actually out working with a backhoe, and a backhoe is noisy and vibrates a lot, and we were actually working in an area to replant some trees, and the whole backhoe shook. And it was a huge explosion. Looked around and f- saw a huge mushroom cloud from just maybe a quarter mile away. Two young boys, uh, 16 and 17, had brought their dad's Lincoln Continental <gasps> pickup truck out into the desert. They had seen the tannerite on the Internet. And they decided that if a small amount was good, a large amount was better. They drove to a little short cherry stem road overlooking a a ravine, took a five-gallon metal container of tannerite out of the bed of the truck and parked it behind the truck and then shot it. Whoa. And if you've seen the the Fords, they have the composite plastic beds Mm -hmm. and it just disintegrated the bed of the truck.
3: Oh my gosh. They probably won't do that again. No,
2: (laughs) and our law enforcement officer was very kind. He did not ticket them. He just called dad. Oh, which probably oh, was I'm worse so because they were probably grounded yeah, for
4: a ever, very long time. So, Jeff, ever. I
3: didn't know. So, okay. you're saying that tannerite on Bureau of Land Management land is uh, federal land is against the law to use? Correct. Even if it's done properly? Correct. Correct. All right. Okay. That's the is No,
2: It's one of the also we, we ask that you do not use the um, clay pigeons, even the biodegradable ones. They just never go away in the desert. Mm. It's not like we get the rain from. Gary, Indiana, they have things actually dissolve and mm-hmm. go away. And I know you can buy them at Cabela's, and they actually tell you you can use them anywhere. But
1: So when you see a video that we're about to post in a few days, just completely yeah, we didn't, ignore it. we did not aware of that. <laughs> we, yes. we bought
3: the most expensive, <laughs> biodegradable ones we could buy, uh, thinking that that yeah. would be okay.
2: So they're not. Well, uh, just a little story on this, too. We had a brand-new district ranger who came from uh, – The Northwest, where target shooting and clay pigeons are all wonderful things. And when she came to our office here in the Phoenix District, we went out to Table Mesa to look at the place. And she saw the big sign. We have a big four-foot-by-four-foot sign in three places as you come in that tell you all the rules. No explosives, no glass. We call them frangible targets. Mm -hmm. So it's no TV sets, beer bottles, glass. It's not your... Hanging fixtures from your house, light fixtures, chandeliers, none of that stuff. No clay pigeons, even the biodegradable ones. She looks at me and she says, I just bought a brand new slinger uh, and my husband and I were coming out to shoot. Right. I guess I won't be doing guess that. Yes, we
3: won't be doing well, that. Well, we just bought one of those fancy shoots 50 at a time things, you know? Yep, and I guess we just won't be doing that because I had no idea that if they're, if they're the type that
1: dissolve... So we learned something new every day. We sure did. And you know, we're all gonna uh, trip over things, right? Like that. I mean, we weren't at Table Mesa, so wherever we were, there wasn't the big huge sign. But it's good for us to know that the next time we go out to where we were um, shooting clay pigeons. (laughs) But the thing is, is that people want freedom, right? We all want to have the freedoms to, to go and enjoy our public lands and enjoy nature and do all those things. But then we do these things that require, that force the authorities to start placing regulations over us. If we were just better ambassadors, if we were just better behaved, if we were just, if we would pick up after ourselves like mom taught us. Wouldn't we wouldn't need would those have, signs.
3: We wouldn't need the signs out there.
1: Right.
2: So there's a couple of things that we're, we're trying. Um, tread Lightly, they're, they're nationally known for protecting the environment and helping manage different types of uses it could be motorized or non-motorized and they just started a campaign here called um, open access is respected access
1: makes sense to me
2: and um, what i'll do is if it's something we can put on your page
1: absolutely
2: uh, they have a really good program they've got some uh, the the big billboards out on the highways explain it we have the trigger trash posters at most of the areas on blm land they also partnered with the forest service Uh, but one of the things we did with the motorized groups it's actually done now through state parks the off-highway vehicle ambassador program if we could come up with something for target shooting Mm -hmm. that was very similar to the ambassador program for off-highway vehicles it basically is peer-to-peer so when you're out target shooting and you see some guy over there shooting the nice saguaro well you can go talk to him i know it's not always a a uh, uh, fun thing to go talk to somebody else who's doing something <laughs> wrong, but explain to them why shooting the Suaro uh, has a really good chance of losing your rights and privileges. Mm-hmm. And I try to stress this: we we tell motorized folks it's a privilege to mm-hmm. use public land. it's a right to go and buy a dirt bike, but mm-hmm. it's a privilege to use it on public lands. Oh, so have a little respect when you do it.
1: The perfect place to end. And I love that, that peer program. We can talk about that a little bit more. We're definitely going to have you back on again. Give us the latest update. But you guys go out for your next cleanup, which is when?
2: we're. It's getting to the, the heat mm-hmm. of summer. So it probably won't have any uh, big cleanups until this fall when the weather cools down again.
1: And they would find out on?
2: The Bureau of Land Management's website. And what I'll do is I'll give you an address and uh, okay. email us. Uh, Um, sorry, a uh, website to uh, keep an eye out for it. Perfect. But we usually post them up at each of the different sites um, at least a month ahead of time. Very good. Well, thank you
1: for coming in studio even. You are welcome. Thanks for being here. All right, well, stick around. We still have the CEO, owner, and founder of The Drill Master coming to talk to us about some bad policies that are affecting his training of the next generation of ROTC cadets. Stick around.
5: When you're working hard to beat debt, you've got to think of creative ways to get your income up. Here's an idea. Sell some stuff at auction. Start with locally owned and operated potofgoldestate.com. The owners, Dan and Cheryl Todd, have over 60 years of combined experience in selling antiques, collectibles, guns, coins, and jewelry. And over their many years in business, they've earned the trust of thousands of people just like you. Whether you're saving for a rainy day emergency fund or paying down debt, For more information, visit pot That's potofgoldestate.com
1: Welcome back to Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. And we have a little bit of fun with our theme music sometimes. Our theme today is the good, the bad, and the ugly. And uh, so, you know, that that theme from the old Clint Eastwood movie back in the 60s, it's such a classic. I couldn't resist. Uh, Our show is sponsored by azfirearms.com, the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. So we, we reversed the order. We just talked about the ugly, the, the ugly uh, injuries that people inflict on themselves when they go out to uh, Desert Ranges shooting without any training. Bad idea. Always get some training. And now we're going to talk about uh, the bad. What is the bad well, certainly not our guest. Our guest is John K. Marshall. He is the CEO, owner, and founder of the Drill Master. He's an author and a retired technical sergeant, having served 20 years in the Air Force, with 14 of those years dedicated to serving with the Base Honor Guard program. John is going to talk about the, the use of some bad policies affecting his training of the next generation of ROTC cadets. Welcome to the show, John. Hi, Cheryl. I, I we're so glad to have you. Now I said that, that you were representing the bad. Now that's not you. It's these bad policies, right? And we're going to dive I, into that.
6: I was wondering if I was still on the ugly part of the no. show. actually.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no. Dan's pretty sure that I, I'm I'm casting aspersions at him.
6: I, I
3: got <laughs> all the ugly covered on mine. So. <laughs> oh.
1: Okay.
6: Well, thank you so much, Cheryl and and Dan, for having me on. I I really uh, uh, appreciate the honor.
1: Well, absolutely. And little trivia here. We were classmates way back in high school. Yes.
6: Yeah, so now we're old.
1: Oh, no. Stop it.
3: Let's Don't just... say that, John, because if you say you guys are old,
1: that means I'm older. <laughs>
6: and that, that, <laughs> uh, that doesn't work I, right now. I understand. Well, that's understand. true. But we'll just well, stick
1: with Go Owls, right? Agua Fria Owls, Arizona.
6: Exactly. That's right. Definitely.
1: Now, back in high school, you were in ROTC. You were also our drum major. So, you know, with the band, you, you did the yes. drumming. I don't think you still do the drumming these days, do you?
6: No, actually, I gave up uh, percussion years ago. It, it was just uh, way too time consuming because I really uh, started to concentrate on uh, marching. Uh, and then with the uh, with the drumming, it just became too much to to do both at the same time. So, plus having my Air Force job, plus being married and raising kids, so it just uh, piled up, and eventually, uh, and I, I started to uh, uh, use the 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 use of, of both my hands, uh, having some problems. So it was better just to uh,
1: to go uh, into to give up
6: on the percussion, really.
1: Yeah, and go into instructing with the um, the drill teaming. Drilled that. I'm sure I've just completely butchered that. But yeah, ex- I'll,
6: I'll save you, Cheryl. It's <laughs> Thank okay. you.
1: Explain to people what, what I mean when I say drill teaming.
6: Well, back when we were in high school, I, I spent my four years with the marching band and then also four years with the Air Force Junior ROTC. And uh, not just with Rotzi, but also on the drill team. And then I was blessed enough to be the commander for the last two years uh, of my high school career there. And it was a, a wonderful time. And that, that really continued that spark. The, the spark really was first back in 1974. Was, I was... Um, Uh, nine years old and saw the changing of the guard of the tomb of the unknown soldier and that's where I realized that I really wanted to march I wanted to wear a uniform for the rest of my life I didn't know how I had no idea but I knew I wanted to do that and then coming into high school I realized ROTC was was uh Uh, an option for me and I jumped at that chance and it was wonderful our our instructors both uh Chief Broomhead and also Colonel Lorenz were were wonderful men absolutely fantastic mentors and they always were able to to bring out the best in all the cadets including me even though uh, you know high school kids are a real pain in the neck
1: and now you Uh, get to work with them all the time Right. right. <laughs> but what right. how did the Drill Master as as a brand, how did that develop? When did that happen?
6: Well, you know, it, it, it just crept up on me. It, it honestly came out of nowhere. I, I had no idea that I was going to write. I had no idea that I was going to uh, uh, to even teach. And you know, back in 1990, as a matter of fact, I, I retired from the Air Force in 2004. But and in thank 1990, you for your
1: service, by I, the way. We should have said that right up front. Sorry about oh, no, that.
6: No, no problem. I, I retired from the Air Force after 20 years in 2005. And then I followed my wife around uh, for another six years while she was finishing up her uh, career. And she retired in 2011. But in 1990, I was uh, rummaging through my old files. I kept everything from high school, especially from uh, the drill team. And I started collating all the information, plus then putting together new, new information that I was gleaning with uh, being on the base honor guard and uh, at, at Davis Monthan, as a matter of fact, in Tucson. And I started then writing my first book. I had no idea it was going to be my first book, but uh, I would give it to people over the years, and they'd, they'd look at me and say, "Well, what do I do with this?" And nobody wanted to fr- read nobody it. Wanted the free stuff. <laughs> I, I had to actually. Finish my my daughter and my wife just kicked me hard right in the pants and said listen publish your book finally yeah so in 2009 I, f- I published my book when I when I retired I, I thought I was going to get my theology degree and then and then work in in that area but um,
1: so you uh, you do teach it a, uh, a number of different things but when we're talking about the drill teams, and, and the reason that, that we're talking to you on the show today is about the use of the rifles. And so right. you'll see these amazing displays of people spinning rifles and tossing rifles. And this is what uh, I'm trying to say by, by saying drill teaming. But what is sure. the change that, that we feel like might be bad? And why do you think it might be bad?
6: Well, uh, the change started back in 2000. Uh, That's that was when Daisy, uh, Daisy Firearms actually created the Daisy Drill Rifle, the very first uh, what we call drill-purpose rifle. And it's a 1903 A3 uh, replica. But it was specifically made for drill because uh, junior ROTC units across the country all had demilitarized 1903s or M14s or M1 Garands. And they used them day in and day out, constantly replacing stocks and constantly replacing the little screws here or the, uh, the the bolts there. And while the the high school cadets were were handling a piece of history, and and I really think that's that's been been taken away from them slowly but surely because at the beginning of 2000, then pallet loads of of these 1903s, the Daisy drill rifles, started to go out. And, and then replace the, uh, the drill rifle or the, the demilitarized rifles for junior ROTC units. So uh, eventually, all of the high schools will have either the, the Daisy Drill Rifle or now uh, GlendaleParadeStore.com uh, has also developed their own 1903, and they, they developed, back in 2001, they developed their own M1 Garand, which has been used for ceremonial purposes around the world, all kinds of, of base honor guards, uh, no matter what uh, the service uh, use the the M1 Garand because it's just a beautiful looking uh, replica rifle. And what's really nice about it, especially when I was stationed overseas, we could take it across borders, no problem. But if we ever had to do a firing party in one of the countries, then we had to go through all kinds of Paperwork and it was just a, a mess. But now that the rifles are being replaced, the uh, uh, the the cadets don't have the the hands-on with a real rifle. Mm-hmm. So now oh, it's it's lost some significance there. But uh, even the uh, the drill teams from the each of the services now uh, since our current head of state took office, they have all. Been unable to drill with a bolt in their 1903.
1: Hmm. You know, and I do think there is something so important about staying grounded with history. But but I also like that you're saying that there are some upsides, like you know, sure the, the
6: there, transport there a, the, to the, a the ability. Biggest upside, right? The the biggest upside is that the the resin of the stock, the the formula was was changed uh, several different times to find that right mixture because. Uh, I I call it scholastic exhibition drill. When you get into scholastic exhibition drill, there's a lot of butt slams and uh, some hard use of the rifle. And when we had wood stocks or even the original plastic stocks, they were constantly breaking. But now with this resin that has been developed and Glendale has gone even further, and and created uh, almost an unbreakable resin uh, that uh, stock that is for the the 1903 A3 drill rifles out there, and that seems to be the rifle of choice for many of the soloists uh, well, in the military drill world. We've got they're us. out there.
1: I'm sorry. I was going to say we no, got to no. start wrapping up. But you, one of the things you mentioned off the air was that it, one of the upsides is that the the toys we'll call them the new toy yes. replicas are maybe more affordable, which is allowing more people to come into oh,
6: yes. This it, exactly field. there. There's more high school cadets across the country that are buying their own rifle and drilling on their own, and this teaches them life skills this teaches them all kinds of things not only leadership and followership but but the ability to stick with something and you know if they really don't like it just like with with anything if they don't like it they can give it up and that's no problem they can move on and do something else but but when you actually stick with something it it's it becomes part of your life and you get to learn from that and and I try to to teach not only cadets but law enforcement uh, with my uh, law enforcement education program teaching them about uh, uh, all the replicas that are out there and the even the the drill purpose bayonet that I created a few years ago and my also my work with firefighters and EMS uh, across the country I, I try to make sure that adults are aware and and cadets high school cadets are aware and it you know education is my biggest thing
1: well and you take that all across not just the nation but the world and i want to be sure that everybody knows how they can follow you and read the blogs that you you post so tell us how people can do that
6: sure my website is the drillmaster.org and on social media i'm everywhere i'm even on uh periscope i, I broadcast some of my training sessions on periscope and they can get me their uh drill master training also drill master training on instagram drill master training on youtube uh the drill master on facebook and google plus and i'm i'm just about everywhere you could possibly think
1: fantastic and i know the the things you post on instagram are just fascinating because it is just this ballet of of intricate and precision uh, drilling. So, John, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us here today.
6: Thank you, Cheryl. Thank you, Danny. And Cheryl, it's been 30 years since we last spoke.
1: Seriously, this is like <laughs> a huge occasion here. So, awesome. And, and uh, we hope to talk to you again soon.
6: All right. Take
1: care. Thanks. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. Stick around. We've got one more segment, one of my favorite segments. We have our Responsibly Armed Citizen Report and Dan's Tip of the Week. And by the look he just gave me, he's making it up as we're talking right now. So stick around.
4: The
5: Second Amendment Foundation is the organization that protects our right to keep and bear arms. They defend our rights in courts from coast to coast. Now they need our help. Go to saf.org and join the Second Amendment Foundation today.
7: Dedicated to promoting a better understanding of our constitutional heritage to privately own and possess firearms. Support those who support our Second Amendment rights today. That's saf.org.
3: welcome back to gun freedom radio where we engage educate and inform it's sponsored by az firearms the biggest little gun shop in arizona you know our theme today is the good the bad and the ugly and i think we've got some good on this episode right cheryl
1: very good good
3: product good company we've got tyler botts he's a marketing director of alien gear it's a holster company out of idaho here to tell us about their company and how it got started and its unusual name. He represents a good he represents a good company making good product right here in the USA.
1: Hey, Tyler, are you with us? Yeah, hey, how are you doing, Cheryl? Very, very well. And and thank you. Uh, last week, I'm going to tell on myself. Last week, you were ready for my call and it never came because <laughs> I didn't yeah. I didn't tell you which week I wanted John. You yeah. So, you're a good sport for sticking around for it. You were on hold for an entire 7 days. Well, you are a trooper.
3: Tyler, there was a country western song called Welcome to My World or something. <laughs> Welcome to My World,
1: okay? It's part of my charm. Yeah, well,
8: I appreciate you guys having me on.
1: Absolutely. So, tell us, um Alien Gear Holsters. First of all, your website is awesome is so cool. And I love the name, but it's, it's an interesting name. Where did that come from?
8: Yeah, it is a, it is an interesting name. Um, so a little story behind that there is the, uh, so the company was named before I came aboard. And it's my understanding that the owner, uh, loves alien. He's fascinated by them. He's been following them since he was a kid. And when he finally had the opportunity to, uh, to name a company, something, he of course went with alien. So, uh, so, so like, he came up with Alien Gear. It's um, so like Area and, uh,
1: 55 type. Is it 55? 51. 51. Area 51, 51 type. Yeah. Area
8: 51. That's right. Yeah. So uh, I think the, the thought behind it is that he loved Aliens, and he also realized that Alien Gear was, was kind of a unique name in the industry. So when you look at holster makers and things, you tend to have sort of these leather-named companies and things like that. And Alien Gear, you know, it's, it's memorable. So it's really helped us.
1: And it's a very unique system that you guys have have created. Can you and it's hard without the visuals, but can you in words kind of explain to people how your setup is different than than anybody else's?
8: Absolutely. So so we've kind of solved that problem of every every concealed carry uh, firearm owner uh, deals with that drawer full of holster. They've They've uh, gathered these holsters over the years. They kind of work for a while. Then they throw them in a drawer when they get a new firearm. And we sort of solved that issue by uh, we have these swappable shells. So we have a a molded shell that rests, that's kind of your firearm is sandwiched in between the shell and the the backer that goes against your body. And these shells are are swappable. So we've got over 500 different models. So you buy one alien gear holster. And then you swap out that shell and for any firearms that you have. So it kind of it solves that issue. Um, it's a universal system in a sense.
1: So you you talk about um, there, you can tilt it, right? So what is that about? Like why is that an important feature?
8: Well, it's, it's really important because everybody's body is, is a little bit different. So for us to say, you know, we have the, the perfect solution for uh, – the way for your body type um it doesn't really work and a lot of holster companies do that but we've made ours fully adjustable so you can adjust the uh the ride height which means that that's the um the height that your holster rests on your waistband um you can also adjust the cant, which that is uh just another word for tilt so you can adjust adjust the tilt of of uh how you reach for your firearm with our holster and so We've also made it so you can drill down what's called retention and that's how tight you want your firearm to be in your holster. So it's a fully adjustable and universal system that really works for everybody type out there.
1: It's really very cool. I, I love that you guys sent me one so I could kind of feel it in my hands and it is extremely well made. Now, what is your most popular product or or do they all kind of sell about the same rate?
8: What Well, Alien Gear, um, it specializes in concealed carry holsters. So that's kind of our, uh, that's our bread and butter there. That's why people buy our product. We, we make a really nice inside the waistband holster. And our, our flagship product is the, it's called the Cloak Tuck 3.0. And, um, we released this product last year, last June. And, um, unlike other leather holsters that you see, um, this Cloak Tuck 3.0 requires zero break in time. So you, you buy it, it's made of uh, neoprene and uh, thermoelastomer, which is kind of a rubber material, mm-hmm. and so it's totally flexible. You pull it out of the bag after you've purchased it, and you put it right on your body, and it forms to fit your body. So um, the other thing that's cool about this holster is it has a steel core inside of it, which we actually patented recently, so I was really, really excited. We're the only holster on the market that has a steel core inside of it, yeah, and that steel core helps the uh, helps keep the holster or helps keep the firearm in place and it also um, adds a little bit of securityness uh, to that flexible um, holster material
1: you know one so, of the things that cool. you know in a lot of ways when you've used a, a holster a while and it just gets all broken in and you know a little ratted around the edges you know it's hard to tell is it time to throw it out or is it just getting broken right? Uh, what yeah. would, what, would, <laughs> what would you say the life of, of your product is?
8: Oh, we uh, well, we guarantee our holsters forever. So we're one of the few holster companies that actually have a has a forever warranty. And all that means simply is that if your holster breaks down in any way, if it tears, if it rips, if it gets stretched out, if something breaks, uh, you send it back into us, and we send you a brand new holster. So, while our holsters may not uh, last forever. Nothing lasts forever, but we will uh, will re- we'll replace it um, if it ever breaks down on you.
1: It fails in any way. And like yeah. we said, we love that it's made in the U.S. Now, does that mean every single part of it is made in the U.S. or is it just assembled in the U.S.? How does that work?
8: Correct. Every single part is, is made in the U.S. So we have a manufacturing facility in Hayden, Idaho, where we build all these holsters and we order um, all the pieces from uh, from around the U.S. Um, and and some of it we make ourselves, so it's all made right here in the U.S. today.
1: I absolutely admire that a lot. So, what is kind of you know if somebody's like, yeah, I'm I'm really liking this. I think I might need to check out this Alien holsters. What price range are they looking at to spend? Because well, we do have Mother's our- Day coming up. I'm just throwing that out there. <laughs>
8: Yeah, that's a great gift, and it's actually going to be a pretty affordable one for you. Um, we have holsters that start as low as twenty nine eighty eight, wow. and uh, they go yeah they go all the way up to uh, forty seven eighty eight for our new outside the waistband product. Um, but yeah, you can get a leather holster. We also sell leather ones for uh, twenty nine eighty eight. So great deal.
1: Oh my gosh! And do you guys offer specials ever? Like I said, Mother's Day is around the corner. Just throwing that out there again?
8: (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah, well, we've we've always got things going on uh, on the website, but right now we currently have a uh, two-holsters combo deal where we're allowing customers to come on and they can purchase uh, two holsters, any kind that they want. We've got uh, several styles of holsters that we sell with Alien Gear. And you throw both of those in your cart, and we give you a a discount right off the bat. So it's a savings of, I believe it's about 20%.
1: Oh, my gosh. I didn't know you were really going to say yes to that. I, 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 I'm glad oh, i glad yeah. I asked.
8: Well, we just, I just stepped off the top of my head. We just made that for you. So you oh, go I love it. Right the
1: Cheryl special. I love that. Yes.
8: Well, the that's, Cheryl holster combo.
1: That's fantastic. Now, how did you get connected with Alien Holsters?
8: Uh, You know, I, I live in the area and I had been doing uh, marketing for a long time. And this is just an exciting company to work for. I was really excited to come on board and and be part of uh, such an awesome product. I mean, this uh, we've really got some innovative stuff, and I feel like um, it's just, just the best place to work ever. It's really great. So great people, really forward-thinking. Uh, we really take pride in our products and our, our team, and um, just a great place to work. So
1: Well, you know, how easy to sell, because it's really, there's no downsides here. Made in the U.S., it 100% uh, guaranteed, if anything goes wrong, affordable, affordable. It's a system, which is so cool, I think, you know, that you can really customize it. So I I can totally see why you would have been been drawn to them. But, Tyler, we're going to uh, have to say goodbye for now. But thank you so much for, um, like I said, staying on hold for an entire week until I got around to <laughs> scheduling <laughs> yeah. you for your session or your segment, rather.
8: Yeah, the pleasure was all mine, Cheryl. Thank you for having me on. And again, yeah, uh, please visit aliengearholsters.com.
1: Fantastic. Thanks so much. Bye now.
8: All right, thank you.
1: All right. Well, stick around because we do have the Responsibly Armed Citizen Report coming up just right around the corner. I think I jumped the gun the last time I was I was going to You're commercial.
3: so worried about that tip of the week I thing. I am
1: worried about the tip of the week thing. I'll think of something. Just give me a few more <laughs> minutes and maybe an hour and I'll have it seriously makes me sweat this out every time i am not joking all right well hang in there right after the break we're gonna dive right into the responsibly armed citizen report
4: Hi, folks, I'm Don Carter. If you're looking for the biggest little gun shop in the West, look to azfirearms.com. They have 1,100 guns in stock and a knowledgeable staff to help you find just the right firearm for you. azfirearms.com is my nationwide hometown gun shop, and you should make it yours, too.
5: Come listen to the Self Defense Gun Stories Podcast. Hear about armed civilians protecting people they love. Were they lucky or were they prepared? Come listen and learn at selfdefensegunstories.com.
4: Be a part of the gold rush and head on down to see my friends at Potty Gold Auctions in Avondale, Arizona. Or check out the auction online at PottyGoldEstate.com. These folks auction off guns, coins, jewelry, and antiques of every kind. Everything is going, going, gone. See you best, hurry, and tell them Don Collier sent you. Come in and stake your claim with some live
5: auction action at Pot of Gold Estate Auctions. Visit our beautiful air-conditioned showroom off the I-10 at Dysart Road at 215 East Western Avenue in historic downtown Avondale. You will find a friendly and knowledgeable staff, Comfortable chairs, and we even serve free birthday cake at every auction. Or bid from the comfort of your home at potofgoldestate.com. Auctions take place the first and third Tuesday of every month and are full of a great mix of antiques, collectibles, jewelry, guns, and coins.
1: Welcome back to the good, the bad, and the ugly theme music that we're playing today. We have more good, bad, and ugly? Yeah. But I don't know. You'll have to decide because I don't know what your tip of the week is. But uh, because it could fall in any of those categories. But you'll have to decide how you feel about my response to the Armed Citizen Report. But thank you for sticking around for Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are sponsored by azfirearms.com, your nationwide hometown gun shop. So as I said, our theme today is the good, the bad, and the ugly, so you can decide as you hear what our Responsibly Our Citizen report is this week, how that falls into that category, and it is one of my favorite things that we get to do every week, because on the big news stations, the CNNs, the Foxes, you're not going to hear these stories of when guns have saved lives, period, end of story. Guns are used to save lives more often than they are used in the wrong way. And some of it, we just don't even know uh, how to quantify it because the very fact that, let's say here in Arizona, where so many people are, are responsibly armed, right? We have constitutional carry here in, in Arizona. So we don't have to have a license or any permission from the, the government to, to carry firearms. Our crime rates have been going down over the years, not not up. And when, when they did away with the concealed carry um, you know, requirement, everybody thought, oh, there's going to be blood in the streets and that. And no, crime rates have actually gone down, I think, in part, because you don't know who's carrying, right? Because an armed society is a polite society, whereas in Chicago, every year they like double their murder rates. No way. Double? Double. I'm telling you, I've got an article sitting right here in front of me and you know, they're, but they, they don't have, allow guns there, Cheryl. That's part of the problem is that chances are you're not facing someone who is armed. So um, so when we get to tell these stories, I feel like it's almost a public service to say, look, the, this is for real. This really happens that guns save lives.
4: Fights a never-ending battle for truth, justice, and the American way.
1: All right. So people say that you'll be safe if you just live in a good neighborhood, right? And you stay out of those bad neighborhoods. You know, I mean, who needs a gun? They say, just don't go to unfamiliar places late at night and you'll be fine. And if something does happen, just call the police. Let the professionals be responsible for your safety and your life. I mean, it sounds reasonable, right? Maybe even like common sense. Well, the bad guys agree with those people. The bad guys like it when you listen to those common sense gun laws, people, because it makes the bad guy's job a whole lot easier. But what do you do when you followed all the rules and you're in your own home in this good neighborhood and it's 11 a.m. on a sunny day when danger tries to turn your neighborhood and even your very own home into that bad and dangerous place? Well, Nashville, Tennessee, it's a nice place. If you, if you haven't been there, you should put it on your list of places to see. But even in nice places, Danger visits. Even when it's a bright, clear morning, Danger makes his own rules. Even at 11 a.m. and even in a nice neighborhood. Even on an early spring morning in a quaint-sounding place like Waterford Crossings on Old Franklin Road. That is where danger began pounding on the door of a family home and continued pounding until the lady who was at home alone felt afraid enough to run to the back of her home in search of a hiding place. As danger began making his way into her home, she fled into her bedroom. As danger crashed through the protective barriers that her home used to offer, she cowered in a dark closet. Danger pounded and then forced his way in, searching the home, looking for his prey. Danger was well-practiced at this, since he was out on bond from a felony theft charge. The woman, however, hiding in her own closet, cowering in fear for her life, was not well-rehearsed for Danger's dance. But she did bring an important instrument, that many would shame her for even owning as danger forced open the closet door, the woman leveled her firearm and fired one shot, just enough to send danger a message that he could not ignore. Police are investigating an attempted burglary that ended with a woman shooting a man inside her
5: apartment. Yeah, terrifying stuff. It happened last, uh, late this morning, rather, on Old Franklin Road in Antioch. News 2's Naja Sherman is live there for us tonight. And Naja, what are police telling you?
2: Good evening. Police tell me they got the call around 10.50 this morning. But in this case, it ended up being the suspect who needed the help after he broke into a woman's apartment here at Waterford Crossings. And that man has been identified as 24-year-old Trenton Hartman. The woman heard someone aggressively knocking at her door. When she looked through the peephole, she saw a man she didn't know. She became concerned, so she hid in her bedroom closet with a gun and called 911. One. Hartman broke into the home and opened the closet door And that is when the woman shot him in the shoulder We have learned that at the time of this incident Hartman was out on bond for another crime His new bond has been set at $100,000 Reporting live in Antioch, Naja Sherman Wow,
3: well, Cheryl, I like that, what you said about uh, People would say that her tool was not acceptable socially
1: mm-hmm.
3: um, if she wouldn't have had that, who knows what would have happened to her?
1: I, I mean, mean, we have he a desperate general. Yeah, the adrenaline to, to break in through a house. He searched her down. He opened the closet she was in. He wasn't there to just steal some things and, and run away.
3: So this happens. In, we've been to Nashville. Beautiful, beautiful Nashville. Mm-hmm. And um, it happens there too. And on Sunday at 11 o'clock when the sun is shining, mm-hmm. not, this wasn't after midnight.
1: I mean, I mean, this wasn't. This wasn't the middle of the night night, and she was not someplace she wasn't supposed to be. And, and that's why I wanted to kind of paint that story because, you know, we can be sitting in our own homes and be victims or we can be sitting in our own homes and we can protect ourselves. And that's the choices we make when we vote, when we go to the ballot box and we decide who we're gonna put in place to represent us in local government right? In state government and in federal government. And, and this is the time that you have to know about these stories, that you have to be informed and you have to vote.
3: How could a politician, after hearing that story, ever want to take our rights away from us to, to carry a gun?
1: You know, I, I would think that any reasonable, logical person, I mean, all the stories that we play here would be the one that would turn somebody's so, mind to say oh wow yeah it's none of my business so you're and saying, the constitution says shall not be infringed so yes you if you want to be armed you be armed so you say, be there's,
3: you say there's some politicians that aren't reasonable
1: <laughs> well we know that though we only have five minutes left in the show I can't I can't tackle that but you know what I do have time to tackle Dan I have time to tackle Dan's tip of the week give me about ten more minutes <laughs>
3: After listening to the show today, it was very easy to come up with some tip of the week for us. Okay, I'm and very curious. It starts out with Vera. I mean, you know, we we talked about a little bit, the 30-out-six. First time shooting, mm. they gave her a 30-out-six. Now, Ouch. back in the days when I wasn't as educated, I always took the big guns for the new people and thought it was funny, okay? And now that I'm educated and want to spread my hobbies to other people, I find that, That's a big mistake because you shy people away from it. Imagine if the first gun my daughter shot was a big high caliber gun. She would say, I don't want to do that anymore, dad. I'm done. Mm -hmm. But I didn't. I started out with the 22 and I worked her way up to the bigger guns. And now she shoots a 105 howitzer. (laughs) I mean, come on. How do you do that? Right. So that is the first thing I'd like to talk about is that, you know, you need to be responsible and you need to take people out and and baby feed them baby steps. The education. When uh, when you buy a new gun, we talked with the Bureau of Land Management people. When you buy a new gun, please learn how it operates and know the limits of that gun, what it can do, and be familiar with it and make sure that the sl- your thumb's not in the way of the slide or if you have a gun with a scope on it. I don't know how many times I've seen people come over with black eyes or worse because of their scope. You don't put your eye next to the scope we've got all that pressure coming back on you so just think about it and if you don't know talk to somebody talk to one of your friends or somebody and so that those are my tips and the last one be responsible clean up after yourselves take more than what you brought when you go shooting
1: well done you put that together in like Five seconds didn't you
3: I really haven't put it together yet I was thinking do you think that would be okay if I <laughs> yeah.
1: say that you did a dry run yeah no, that was really good I, I always look forward to Dan's tip of the week to see what uh what you've cooked up for us but well I can't believe this is the end of another show two hours goes by so quickly it's it's amazing but when you have the kind of guests that have taken the time out of their Saturday to to come and chat with us um you know how how can time not fly quickly you know. Yes, and you know, I wanted to talk more about the Fast and Furious
3: thing, and we just didn't have time today. I mean, that's there are some good. We we have some very good ATF agents that, that are local here. Some of them are embarrassed about the what that what that caused, but um, there are some good law enforcement. Absolutely, with the BATF, and uh, it was a shame that that um, that came about. Absolutely, but, you know, but they're I... they're working for their bosses, and their bosses at the time was. Eric Holder, the Attorney General, so they have to follow the instructions of him.
1: That's true. We will definitely talk more about that uh, in the months to come as they, they keep trying to unfold exactly what happened and who was responsible for each layer of it. But for today, I want to thank our awesome tech crew for hitting that that uh, the music button every time I pointed at him for the uh, what was it the, the good, the bad, and the ugly. There it is again. You pointed awesome. your finger. I did. Uh thank you to our listeners for tuning in. Uh we want to hear from you. This is a conversation, so please write to us on Facebook. Write to us at talk at gunfreedomradio.com, our email address, and keep the conversation going. And uh until next week, you know, pray for our nation. Pray for our leaders. Even All the ones them. even the ones you don't like especially the ones you don't like and be good to each other. Have a great week and God bless. And we leave you with this thought from president Reagan.
0: Our founding fathers here in this country brought about the only true revolution that has ever taken place in man's history. Every other revolution simply exchanged one set of rulers for another set of rulers, but only here, did that little band of men so advanced beyond their time that the world has never seen their like since evolve the idea that you and I have within ourselves the God-given right and the ability to determine our own destiny. But freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it,